0: like one of them is going to perform enough to be like, that horse is legit. Like, that horse is going to be someone that's going to be top five. Um, So, yeah, legit. So, I think we both are on the same page saying we're going to see something. This weekend, something that's more, you know, worth notable for the Kentucky Derby. Trail.
1: There were these two racing dudes named Aaron and Jared who had to buy some racing and they wanted to share it. Started a website where players go to see all their picks. The goal was make the fans some money and to cut down the risk. They put the plan into motion and at first it first seems silly. Make a website where the expert picks are freer than Willie. From a racetrack veteran to just a beginner, there's one place that you want to go to find you a winner. As a matter of fact, I want to hit the exacta. There's only one site that you'll keep coming back to. So next time that the horses all line up at the post Make sure you use the website, that'll win you the most Whether Churchill, Oakland, Gulfstream, Parks and Batoga And all tracks in between, there's only one side to go to When it comes to your racing needs and all of your bets Plus it's got a catchy name that no one ever forgets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads RacingDudes.com for all of your bets RacingDudes.com as good as it gets RacingDudes.com for all of your needs RacingDudes.com for all of your leads, RacingDudes.com. For all of your bets, RacingDudes.com. As good as it gets. What is up? I'm Drake Welch. He's Aaron Halterman This is a Blinkers
0: Off. What's up, my man?
2: What is going on, everybody? It's uh, good to be back. Another episode of Blinkers Off. I'm not the host tonight. but That's all right. That, that's okay with me. I can kind of sit back and uh, and relax and just let you take it away tonight.
0: I think the people. I think the people might want you back I, personally i want you back
2: <laughs> listen i can make a comeback if, if it's requested enough not by you but by by the fans out there if the fans request it i'll come back that's fine
0: well yeah I had you fun I had well fun yeah you had, a, you had you did a great job on the pod then you you did a great job on blinker or on uh, racing dudes live during the pegasus uh kind of got a little out of hand at times but that's kind of cool. your stuff your style right so uh but yeah, uh, we're back. Obviously, a big weekend. The Pegasus is over, uh, which was a great Pegasus go. Uh, Colonel Liam winning those two races there, and obviously the guide did very, very well uh, for us. The wagering, uh, the, you know, the, the section of the guide that you and I, uh, the betting side of things, did really, really well again. Uh, and and it's kind of like in typical fashion, we 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 end the Pegasus and we jump right back into Derby preps and really. These next two uh, this weekend are going to be big. Uh, I think there's a couple good horses that might be running each of these races. And then obviously from here on out, it's derby action.
2: That's right. Yeah, this is uh, the unofficial beginning of the derby trail for me because now that the Pegasus is out of the way, it's the only focus. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's we have two really interesting races, is how I'll kind of phrase it before we get into the show today, Uh, just to kick this thing off, right? It's going to be fascinating to see how these two – kind of shake out who is for real and who's kind of a pretender. We're going to kind of figure that out, uh, you know, in these two races on Saturday, really good betting cards all all weekend long, whether it's, whether it's Gulfstream and Santa Anita and Oakland uh, or Sam Houston that we'll talk about uh, for a second on, on Sunday as well. There's a really, really good uh, betting card there at Sam Houston on Sunday. So yeah, this is, this is a really fun weekend after a blast last weekend with the Pegasus, I mean that was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's funny that these two races, for whatever reason, it seems like the Holy Bull meeting and the in the Robert B. Lewis these uh, these preps we had this weekend seem to be kind of productive. Whereas sometimes you get into this February and it kind of you kind of get in the lull a little bit, and then you kind of get back into it in March. It feels like with the, with the Derby preps, and so yeah, for whatever reason, the Holy Bull um, and uh, the Robert B. Lewis are, are uh, somewhat productive. It seems like in years past.
2: Oh yeah, for absolutely. And you know, uh the San Vicente out at Santa Anita is coming up in a couple of weeks, and that has been a productive race as well. So Santa Anita, yeah, they've lost uh, you know, a lot of the luster as far as fuller fields, although this Robert B. Lewis is full. Well, not full, but but for a Santa Anita field, very large for a stakes on the Derby Trail. But um, they might lack in horse population, but they've had a lot of stars. There's no nowhere no way around that. And then of course, Gulfstream, that's always a producer. So yeah, it's a heavy hitter to, to, to knock uh, or to start us off here. There's a lot of uh, a lot of things to talk about.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like you look at the Robert B. Lewis, you, you mean obviously Bob Baffert basically owned this race. But, you know, horses like All Have Another, uh, Dortmund, uh, More Spirit, um, Mucho Gusto, a Thousand Words last year. And then in the Holy Bull, uh, you know, Tis the Law, you know, let's not forget. Yep. So, so long ago, you know, feels like forever. Uh, tis the Law, Audible um you know so it's one of those uh it's one of those races that, that like i say it's for whatever you know, being these early races sometimes they don't really equate to um to being productive this one is not that way you know these two races so yeah it's a, it's a really good weekend and, and, the, and the races have some horses that kind of need to be decided whether it be uh, if they're like you said pretender or contenders you know so i think we're gonna find that out this weekend but before we start anything what's the best thing you saw today
2: yeah, I got to go. I got to hand it to my boy Saratoga Slim. He he posted a video of uh, his son, Oliver Spector, who's, uh, you know, I don't know how old he is now, about four or five months probably at this point. Time's really flying by. But anyway, he posted a reaction video uh, to Oliver Spector uh, for, for me voting him for Apprentice Jockey of the Year in our Eclipse Awards. So <laughs> I voted for Oliver Spector for anybody who didn't see that uh, that, that post that Magic did and uh, Oliver looked excited that uh, that he got my vote. So that was easily the best thing I saw today. Very cute video uh, of of the next racing legend, Oliver Spector. Uh, are you watching
0: the uh, Eclipse Awards right now? I see him on in your background right there.
2: <laughs> I, here, I, I will say this to all the people that are watching. I've never watched one. I plan on never watching one. And uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I don't care one. Th- I don't care one bit about the Eclipse Awards. And if you looked at my voting this year on the website, I went full. I don't give a shit. Please don't ask me to do this again. I don't care about end of year awards at, at all. Yeah, Not they, even one little bit.
0: I think it's the last time Magic asked you to, to participate in that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. no, uh, Yeah. if anybody tells us, you know, I guess I'll put it up on the screen. But yeah, I don't give a shit either. Um, it's like I, I can look at the results, to, uh, you know, later tonight or whatever in like two seconds and be done with it i don't need a, a big show to watch and at the end of the day i don't really care you know what i mean like it's like whether who wins or loses so um boy i have a lot i have a lot you know obviously the chiefs super bowl bound again um i was able to watch it with you i, I think uh that could that could be a best thing i saw um obviously you know unbelievable what the what, the, what these chiefs are doing and we can talk a little bit more at the end but honestly, I got to say, the best thing I saw today, and, and, and I I, I, I kind of had it all planned out. I thought, you know, I was like, I'm going to win, and then I got beat at the end. But it's got to be kind of getting back in the tournament. Um, you know, you and I, and then I heard Magic Mike. Yeah, I did listen to some of Magic Mike earlier. much um, <laughs> was talking a little bit about it. And, and you know, he we, yeah. he we had a call with him uh, earlier this week, and we got to talk about tournaments. We're like, you know what, we're going to, Halter and I both have been one. you know, we're always so busy. That's the deal. We don't have time to play uh the tournaments and and we're like you know what we're gonna play a little bit and uh you and i got into the action today we had a couple entries uh you played last night and then you got in today uh at goldstream parkway a couple entries one for uh, nhc one for bcbc and uh you know we're both we're both live right now so we can give some updates throughout we're playing we're both playing charlestown right now uh true in true degenerate fashion um in, in a nhc qualifier um but yeah, I it was all it was so it was so much fun. I was I, I just got the the BCBC one, it was uh the top four finishers advanced to a to a, a seat into in the qualifier this weekend. And I got out like I was I was red hot. Three three wins in a row. I was in the, I I went I was trying to go wire to wire. Got two races it left, and I was I went to second. I get to the last race, I'm in second. I have the four, which I think He's either the favorite or the second favorite. I think he was the favorite. Um, in the last race. And fucking Irad takes this horse on the turf like forty-five, going a mile, when he when he could have gone forty-six just fine, and still had the lead. I mean, it was unbelievable and the horse almost holds on. Goes for it's like all he needed to do is get second. I still would have got my top four spots to get a qualifying spot. And he fucking gets nosed out for third. It was like it was brutal but at the same time man it got the juices flowing i love it it's you know it's it's fun to play but yeah so getting back in the tournament action hopefully hopefully one of you know both of us uh you know or all three of us i guess with, with samich can get in uh some qualifying spots here the next couple of months but man it's it's fun to kind of get back into that
2: yeah it's it's been it's been fun kind of following it for sure uh yeah i told you welcome to weekday racing when you lost that race because it's like this is why you know people hate jockeys <laughs> because that's what happens in these, these races. Yeah. The horse it's, it's he's talking about the 10th race uh, on Thursday uh, today. If you're listening at Gulfstream park where the four horse was like 25 links ahead of everybody else up the backside. And it's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? The horse still almost holds on to win. And you got to think a little bit slower pace up front, the four wins. And there was really no reason to go that fast. There wasn't anybody close to the horse (laughs) the whole way until the very end when he got, got, got caught uh number four another was the horse that you're referring to it's also worth know. mentioning that he
0: wasn't even he wasn't even a like he didn't go to the front like he doesn't do that you know what i mean so it was just like whoa whoa what are you doing like what uh, oh it's i mean I, yeah. I i i understand why people want to get on twitter and bash jockeys after that one because i was like <laughs> are you kidding me i read like what, what are we doing here but anyways uh hopefully we can get a spot here you know you listen to us live. Right now, uh, if you are listening to Swiss Live, thank you. If you're not, make sure you tune in to YouTube, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. We do these live on Thursdays. And of course, you can follow, you know, the good thing is to subscribe to just any of those uh, social media accounts. And you get alerted. Um, when, you know, we, between the Rocket Hour, between uh, Blinkers Off and the Magic Mike Show, uh, we're doing something live, it seems like almost every single day. And yeah. uh, and it's good to get in, and, you know, get those alerts and you kind of, kind of tune in and listen to what we're doing. And obviously, tonight, if you're uh degenerates like us uh, late at night you can uh handicap with us at uh, charlestown i can't believe i'm actually um i'm actually playing charlestown so uh that's that's the reality um uh, but no yeah best thing i saw has to be that and uh we'll talk about a little bit chiefs uh coming up at the end of the show so we don't bore people all right today's show big show let's get into it we're going to preview the $200,000 holy bull stakes at gold street park and the $100,000 robert b lewis stakes uh both grade three at santa Anita. Through each Kentucky Derby preps, we give. Then we're gonna give some rapid fire selections for some of the remaining stakes action this weekend at Gulfstream Park, Santa Anita Park, and Sam Houston. Let's go! <laughs> right, let's kick the Derby preps off with the Holy Bull on Saturday at Gulfstream Park, race eleven. The Holy Bull, Grade Three, with, with worth two hundred k for three year olds, going to one 160 miles. Field of nine shows up for this one again every points on the line, 10-4, 2-1 for your top four finishers. As we mentioned in the opening, this is a uh, solid field with some solid horses that, you know, whether they kind of newcomers like Prime Factor that's jumping right into stakes action at 3-1. Greatest honor, 5-2 morning line favorite who was just claimed in the Fantasy League, I believe on a four-way shake, uh, Shug, uh, Jose Ortiz to ride. 5-1 on sitting on go for Dale Romans, of course a horse that at some point earlier in his two-year-old year was okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, a mount for Todd Pletcher, a horse that's a, it, that was claimed, I believe a couple of weeks back in the fantasy league as well. So you got a couple of Pletchers, you got Suge, who's got some hype. You got Dale Romans, who's can sometimes win a race like this, but what do you think of this race?
2: I think this race is going to be extremely fascinating. I really think it's a, it, it's a battle of prime factor who I think has a little bit more raw talent versus the seven greatest honor who has plenty of experience going two turns, so what are you going to take right so prime factor probably has the flash right but first race around two turns only the second race of his career first greatest honor but this will be a third start routing uh you know fifth start of his career is greatest honor a little more advanced than prime factor here and is that going to make the big difference i think that's the first thing Uh, you got to figure out and and then once you kind of decide then then it becomes pretty easy because i don't really love anybody else in the spot uh the other horse i would use is the number four amount uh another todd Pletcher horse that that looked very good on debut um a a horse by curlin so you would think this stretch out would be pretty good but the horse is also a half to mucho who was a sprinter so it's kind of a mixed bag on what this horse is going to do uh, the big difference between the four and the six, the six earned a very fast speed figure for, for that debut win where the four kind of did not. Um, in the end, I, I lead with the six prime factor. I think I'm going to take the flash over the experience. Um, it's kind of been a trend on this Kentucky Derby trail uh, that that's, that's made sense over the years. You, you want to take the horse with the most, you know, the most that's shown the most ability and maybe not the horse with the, that just has the most experience I think prime factor is the real deal. That's about as good of a debut as you're going to see. Um, and I think if you look at prime factor and prevalence, I think prime factor was more impressive than prevalence was when you talk about debut races. Um, so I'm going to go right back to him. I thought as soon as he won that race back in December, this would be the spot that he would, he would be in here. He is. I'm going with prime factor on top.
0: Uh, first of all, before I uh, get into my picks, uh, my little boys are going to bed and they're watching us currently. So I can't talk to them and tell them goodnight. But good night, boys. I love you. And uh hopefully I can pick another you know, earlier we were watching uh Goldstream Park and and uh, Cohen correctly picked Justify to win one of the races. And he was right, the one won, and that was Justify. So um <laughs> that's who he picked. Uh, he actually I'm so I was it's such a proud moment. He called the horse in the turn. He's like, the one's going to win. And I'm like, and it was uh I can't remember which race it was. It was in our tournament, you know uh -hmm. it was that race that that stakes race with uh the the del roman's horse faded real bad the favorite um yeah that's an allowance sprint and uh, the one's kind of wheeling up it's like oh my gosh there you go so cohen cooper i love you and good night (laughs) uh all right let's get to the race uh you know listen i am with you prime factor for me i I, listen the fact that todd pletcher is sending him here you know when he when he's got a mount in the race too tells me that he thinks a lot of prime factor. I mean, it's still early in the season. Uh, the horse debuted in December as a, as a two year old, like you'd like to see he could run him in allowance. You know what I mean? He could run an allowance here. He could go run in the fountain of youth. Um, and then the Florida Derby like that seems like a very possible, but the fact that they're just running him right here right now, let's do it. I think that's a big sign because there's really no need to force the issue. And he is. So, uh, prime factor i think is tough oh, greatest honor i was a little surprised uh that I, maybe not i mean that, that he's the morning line favorite at five to two because I, yeah. I, I feel like prime factor is going to be the favorite um yeah. when they when they get in the gate so that was a little surprising to me but uh you know greatest honor i see like keeps getting better so i that he everything's going with this horse right now you know every horse, you know every every uh, maiden race got a little better and a little, you know couldn't quite get there and couldn't quite get there stretches out Almost gets there, gets beat by known agenda, then finally gets it done last time out. Seems like, you know, obviously being a tapid horse, this horse is going to only get better with distance and with age. So I like Greatest Honor. I just, I think Prime Factor, man, like I think he might be the goods. And I hate to say it because the Magic Mike show, they drafted this horse in the first round.
2: I know, and they traded up to get him. Like this was like their only horse that they have that's really any good, and they traded up to get him. And so I, I'm with you. I really hope. <laughs> the prime factor loses because of that reason. But I, I really think the horse is the goods. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm all on prime factor here. Uh, you know, outside of the three, we kind of mentioned, I don't think there's much here. I don't want any part of sitting on go. I don't want any part of awesome. Jerry, uh, you know, Tarantino, no, don't really want any part of that horse as well. For me, it's really prime factor, a greatest honor. And you know what? If, one of the other horses other than those two win this is going to come back a pretty e- a pretty crappy race in my opinion
0: yeah uh magic says really hurt us the last time you both picked our horse to win that's true so maybe maybe we can put the jinx on every time you know if that if that yeah. works like it's a win-win you know if he wins then you know we're right if he loses then the whole league wins right yep um quick update uh in the old uh, tournament we're playing in your horse the two horse at seven to five uh just rolls there my one at seven to one made a move looked like uh it might be tough got caught and then freaking didn't hold on for a second of course <laughs> uh but uh yeah sec- the two was my second choice and seven to five is tough to play that kind of worse yeah um you know you're not going to get much out of that but you'd you move on and uh you should be the top uh top two or three after that right i think i'll be ahead with four races to go after that but that means
2: nothing so don't get too excited
0: yeah <laughs> just wait i've got a huge price in the last leg that means uh that means none, none of this matters if i can get that one home but That's anyways great. uh all right um yeah yeah prime factor like to me this is why like you say like this is a this is a big like the fact do you think if if he wise out six to one i thought the debut was also extremely impressive um i agree I'll let you, i you i it was very impressive i I think the numbers are become are came back a little low, a little light, and that's kind of, you know, making people less interested. But yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think, um, yeah, I think that the fact that I think it's also telling, like, Irad rode both horses, and he's on Prime Factor. Like yep. to me, that's the that that's the horse you want. Yep. Um, you know, Greatest Honor, Luis Saez rode last time, but Jose kind of started with the horse. So that's why he's back on there. So Elias ends up on a mount. Um, listen, I think both Pletcher's could be, you know, they, like it's the, being the four mount, it's still early on, you know, and, and being a curling horse, like this horse could, could continue to get better. We, you know, you know, like when Pletcher has a horse like this and he runs them this quick and this high level, like they're, they're most of the time really good. You know, like it, this is this is a bold move, and and I feel like with Prime Factor, I'd be really surprised if he doesn't fire.
2: Yeah, I'm the same way. And with the mount, you're right. I mean, the biggest thing is it's a jockey difference and the speed figure difference. I mean, that's two main differences right there that you just you just can't get away from. And so why is that horse six to one? Well, those I mean, that's just it right there. And I think the horse, if you like a mount, I think you're gonna get six six eight to one um i don't think this horse is going to take a ton of money because i think all the money is going on that six and seven but you're right i I think prime factor if if the horse doesn't show up with a very good race here may not see one from him uh he may just not be very good because he he should show
0: up and run well here all right uh as far as moving forward i mean obviously we're both on prime factor is there anyone in here that's not necessarily your like his greatest honor a horse that you're really interested like say in may but not now he's going
2: to have to show a little more. I no, I don't love him. I don't love him. And I'm going to tell you why he got beat by known agenda two races back. I don't like known agenda very well. Um, you know, I, I think he's kind of a mixed bag at this point. Um, he's got some proving to do. I think he's kind of a hit the board type uh, in the bigger races. I do not think he's going to be a horse that you're going to want on the first Saturday
0: of May. What about the uh, amount, the other Pletcher? Do you think it's a horse that is going to be better, uh, you know, come May, June, July, I, you know, later in the summer? Got it. Gonna have to prove it. I'm uh, gonna have to run a little bit faster. This is a really big race
2: for him, one way or the other. It'll be easy to answer that question after this race. As of right now, no, uh, I'm not interested in an amount. Basically, if Prime Factor doesn't win here, it, it's kind of like, well, there, there's probably not a Derby you know, potential winner in the field if Prime Factor doesn't win. Because I don't, I think we know what Greatest Honor is. He's decent. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And we're going to see if Prime Factor can beat a decent horse. And if he can't, he, then, then he's he's not what we think he, he is. I mean, it's really that simple to me. Greatest Honor is a good horse to have in this field because he's a really good barometer of what the rest of them are talent-wise.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what's funny about this race is like, it feels like it could be a very legit race if prime factor wins and he becomes like top three or four or five that we have right now. You know, I mean, he's, he's mm-hmm. definitely a top contender and if he doesn't win, yeah, you're like, yeah, I don't know what I want out of that race. Like if sitting on go wins this race or something, you're just like, really? Like, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. pass. Like, no thanks. So, um, yeah, it's a big race for, uh, for prime factor, but I think a race that he will answer the call. So, uh, we're both on number six prime factor. And they're off in the Robert B. Lewis. Right, let's go over to Santa Anita on Saturday, race seven. The Robert B. Lewis takes grade three with 100K for three-year-olds going 116th one one miles. Uh, again, a Kentucky-Nobody prep race 10-4-2-1 for your top four finishers. Another good field here. So, you know, we, we just got done talking about the Holy Bull and, and what Pletcher has. And let's get to what maybe uh, Bob Baffert has or what else he has, right? Uh, five to two, morning line favorite, the one, Medina Spirit for Bob Baffert. Uh, but listen, I mean, t- take your shots here because you've got options. Spielberg seven to two, uh, horse that obviously needs no introduction—the million-dollar horse, Hot Rod Charlie making his first start since uh, kind of a just kind of completely surprising everybody at, at finishing second to Essential Quality in the in the Breeders' Cup at three to one, four to one, and wiped the slate. Another Doug O'Neill, so Doug O'Neill's got a couple in here. Bob Baffert's got a couple in here. What do you think?
2: I, you know, this race is the most intriguing race of the weekend for me. You talk about separating the contenders from the pretenders. This race is going to do it, right? You got, an, you got a, the eight-horse Spielberg, who I think is a total phony. We're going to see what he's made of, right? You got Wipe the Slate coming out of a big maiden win. We're going to see what he's made of. Hot Rod Charlie he, he gets second in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile at a massive price. We're going to see if that was a fluke or not. Uh, Medina Spirit runs a huge race against Life is Good. We're going to see if that was phony. This is crazy. This race has a lot of intrigue. Um, I think you could go a lot of different ways. Uh, I, I would not talk you off any of the eight horses other than the six. I would not say play the six. That being said, I'm taking the second longest shot on the board when it comes to morning line odds. I'm going number two Rombauer on top here, and I am shocked that I'm doing it. But here's kind of my thinking. Uh, First time out on the dirt was in the American Pharaoh. Got second, beaten three quarters of a link. Really closed up nicely. So I thought, okay, that was a pretty good performance. Goes to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. Horrible start. Really bad. This horse likes to come from behind, but not 13 links behind. Uh, We need to be six, seven, eight links behind Still ran very well late, was coming on late, was closing, got fifth, beaten beaten six and a quarter, got beat by Hot Rod Charlie. I realize that. I want to see this horse get a little bit better trip here, get out of the gate better, get a little better positioning. And I'm really excited the horse gets reunited with Mike Smith because the best effort of the horse's career came with Mike Smith aboard. Finally, you look at this race, I think there's pace signed on, Jared. I think there's some horses that are going to go early, I think there's a chance for a closer here. And you think about Santa Anita when when that track gets a little bit wet and it gets a little bit tiring. And if you didn't know, Friday, Santa Anita is canceled because of rain. That track's a little wet. Closers usually do decent on that surface. I think Rombauer at 8-1 to is extremely interesting. So that's who I landed on top here. I'm
0: going to say I'm a little surprised by that pick. The fact that you've got... Couple O'Neills in here. You've got a couple Bafferts in here, and you're sitting there going with Michael McCarthy and Mike Smith. I don't necessarily, you know, finishing second in in a Grade One, and then goes to the Breeders' Cup, and like you say, kind of got a bad trip, and you know, finishing fifth, kind of kind of came on still, and obviously such a quality hot rod, Charlie, keep me in mind. All you know, you know, good horses, and so I get the fact, like, give him a better trip. Let's see. I, I don't like if you're gonna take a shot on him. This is the race, right? Um, to your point. Uh, as far as the the, the weather, um, I think that's a it's a good point. It's something that we don't we just won't know yet, right? Until we see these horses run um, on that. You know, I I think you 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 might be right uh, about the, the, the pace setup. I think you're I think you're dead on. I just want I got, he's a little too much of a dead closer for me. Um, I I just don't I can see him picking up the pieces, finishing second or third like he likes to do um winning the race seems shocking to me um but hey uh that's why they run right um medina spirit is a horse i think you and i both uh you know i, I well magic says mike smith wants to ride ron bure in the breeder's cup but couldn't get enough mounts to make the trip well obviously he's not good enough not that good of a horse because i mean can make one trip to go ride him um medina spirit uh, i think you and i are both on the same page they trying to beat him right um He, listen, he's not like, not the anything against him. He's Florida bred, but, um, you know, he just seems like he's not like a hype tourist for Baffert, right? You know, like he, I get that he's a favorite, but he didn't go off the favorite in his debut. Um, he didn't go off the favorite in his next race, which again, he was facing life as good. He finished second. I mean, I think he surprised a little bit. You know, I think he surprised some people that he even finished second in that race. So to go to five to two here, which I understand John's logic because he's Bob Baffert, um, I'm going to try to beat him. So, seems a little biased, but I'm going to go Hot Rod Charlie. I just think it's almost like you and I talked a little bit about him uh, prior to the show. It's like if he runs the races he's been running after they added the blinkers, then he's got a very, very good shot to win. We'll find out how fluky it is or not fluky. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know. You know, that's what you, you, you go from two to three. We'll see. He finishes second in the Breeders' Cup by less than a link to essential quality, who most people, you know, went uh most people have ranked number one overall as a three-year-old um you know we did it at 94 to one so i mean obviously he was very you know i remember like vividly it's like who the hell is that horse that's hot rod charlie and if you remember for like half a second he was in the lead at that race um so you know this is a horse that if he if he runs like that there's nothing impressive about the horse like but to me the way the pace sets up he's the perfect horse you want because he's not going to close from the clouds, but yet he will set off the pace a little bit enough to where he'll make a run. You know, being a son of Oxbow, you and I both love Oxbow. He should be able to run the distance. uh, No issue there. So, until proven otherwise, I think you've got to, you know, he's been a different horse since adding Blinkers.
2: Yeah, I take this son of Oxbow standing at Calumet Farm very seriously. Oxbow! Uh, I was very excited to see this son of Oxbow standing at Calumet Farm winning, or almost winning the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. That would have been amazing. Oxbow! Uh, with his sire just standing next door there uh, to the track, but uh, still ran very well. Oxbow! Um, I'm kind of with you. I, I, I don't really think it was a fluke. Um, I think he'll run well here. This was my second choice. Almost put the horse on top. And uh I think, I think, honestly, I think that might be the most logical winner of this race is hot rod Charlie, which is weird to say. But uh, you know, Doug O'Neill said some really, really good things about this horse. And and look who jumps aboard, Joel Rosario. Yeah. So he's got the attention of the California riding circuit, you know, uh, our jockey shirt circuit, I should say. Um, Medina Spirit is definitely what I'm gonna use defensively. Um You're right. We didn't hear a lot of hype from the source. And then all of a sudden comes out and just runs a huge number. And now here we are. Uh, What is Medina spirit? We're going to find out. We're we're definitely going to find out, uh, you know, with him. Um, I I think he's got to be a defensive use, but I am going to try to beat him on top. Uh, I I don't, I don't have any interest in Spielberg. I kind of thought uh, maybe wipe the slate debut uh, or or, uh, a, The opening day at at Santa Anita, this horse won in a decent maiden special weight, beat a decent horse and Affable, but won rather easily. I kind of thought that was an interesting horse to play in fourth, but I don't think this is a a race you go short in. I'll be three, four deep in this race for sure, because there's just a lot of, like I said at the beginning, a lot of really fascinating horses. And this is a race we're going to learn a lot out of moving
0: forward. Uh, Magic uh, chimes in half to Matoli, and I'm glad you said that because I, that's something I had uh, read while I was doing the handicapping. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie, you know, obviously his sire is Oxbow, uh, staying at Calumet Farms, I believe. Uh, I've heard that. Uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he's out of a dam by Indian Miss, or out of the dam Indian Miss, out of Indian Charlie, and this is uh, that same uh, dam as uh, Matoli. So, you know, this, obviously uh he's got talent all four siblings are winners including the monstrous Matoli, as it says so it's kind of a you know he's obviously very well-bred horse uh you know on both sides so it's exciting i think to see what this horse is and like he could be anything like it wouldn't be surprising if he turns into a sprinter um it wouldn't be surprising if he just completely falls off it wouldn't be surprising if uh, doug Wendell gets uh gets him to the derby you know i i think uh he's O'Neill's got a few good ones and uh you know this is obviously his top one so um Hot Rod Charlie for me um what do you think of this kind of the same lines of the last uh, the last race like you're obviously picking for an upset so kind of talk through that like as far as this race is this, as far as moving forward like is there someone you're like is Hot Rod Charlie a horse that you're not playing but you really think he's like gonna continue to run well in each race or it's a Medina Spirit. It's like you hate to say it, but that horse is just going to get to the Kentucky Derby because it's Bob Baffert, like, or maybe Spielberg. Whatever it is. Like, what do you what do you think of this race overall? As we look forward to the Derby in uh, in May.
2: Yeah. First of all, I think Doug O'Neill's best horse is the Great One. Uh, I'll, I'll start with that. Secondly, listen. If Medina Spirit wins this race pretty impressively, you got to think this is a prime time major contender, right? But the same goes with Hot Rod Charlie. If this horse wins impressively. Primetime contender. Uh, I think the winner here is going to be a little bit better of a contender than the winner in the Holy Bull. I, I really do. I, I think this race is deep. I, I think there's several here that 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 could jump up and run a pretty big race. And there's you know there's just a lot of unknowns. Well, Prime Factor is a bit of an unknown as well, but I think here there's more of that. There's more intrigue in this race. For me so yeah i think this one is fascinating i'm really really you know going to study the one the two the four the seven and the eight and i'll even throw in the five as horses that okay here's their big test can they progress And what kind of progression have they made since that two-year-old season it's going to be a lot of fun
0: uh steve Evil steve wants to know about roman satirian to hit the board
2: i think at a price yeah i think that's a really good price play uh, you look at the maiden on debut, was a horse that lost the life as good and lost the wipe to slate. So, so good, good maiden special weight field, obviously. And then last out, just dusted uh rivals at Santa Anita, maiden special weight at this distance. And it makes sense the stretch out and distance for this horse, uh, is, is definitely what he needed with the breeding empire maker out of a Bernardini mare. You're not going to sprint very well, usually, with that pedigree. Yeah, I think I think the, the five makes a ton of sense. Um, the five and the two, uh, kind of the same boat, closers that I think have a shot because his pace is going to be pretty rapid. It's definitely a horse that we could step up and see, uh,
0: see run pretty well. Yeah, definitely. That, that horse is, I honestly feel like a little more intriguing to me personally, um, than your two Rombier Rombier, uh, just because I think I like the way that horse is bred. Um, and like you say, she get the distance. And if it is a soft track, I think that's gonna be uh, okay as well. So the five underneath, I like I like that play a lot. Um, but for the top pick, you're going for a little upset special here on number two, and I'm gonna go with the four hot rod charlie. <laughs> Time for rapid fire presented by Racing Dudes Premium. That's right, go to head on over to racingdudes.com, go to the products page and check out our racing dudes premium where you can get Ricky's Rockets, you get Soma Bombs, you can get Racing Dudes. Premium picks are all that available on the products page at racenews.com. Again, we have our—we killed it last week with our Pegasus wagering guide. We do wagering guides at least once a month. You get those free, included with any subscription. Now is the time to subscribe, as the Derby Trail is just heating up, and we'll have a ton of uh, guides coming out in the next couple of months. So now is the time to subscribe at racenews.com under the premium section uh, on the products page. All right, we're gonna—you know—the the, field—it's just—it's a little too. Or the, the, the stakes action is too insane this weekend. Uh, we have got an uh, undercard of four races at, at, uh, at the Gulfstream Park. We've got two uh, Kentucky Oaks prep races. We've got two stakes races at Oakland Park, one of which is a Kentucky Oaks race. We've got San Pascal at Santa Anita. Sam Houston on Sunday, their card is un- insane. So there's too many stakes to talk about. So what we're going to do is we're going to do what we do in the, have done in the past, and we have a lot to talk about. Most excited to watch, our best value winner, our most likely winner, so let's let's start let's start things off with uh, let's do the most you're most excited to watch what race just in general are you most excited to watch and let's get, you know give a pick
2: no doubt about it race five from Santa Anita on Saturday the San Pasquale Stakes why because number one Tis Magician is in the race uh, this is Magic's horse and I I couldn't be more excited. To watch uh, Tis a Magician run here, so this is going to be fun. Uh, it's always it's always exciting when, when this horse is entered, and the fact that he's in a Grade Two race, Magic may go crazy. So I, I think that's going to be a, a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, there he's he's weighing in here. Um, so uh, my pick is not Tis a Magician. I'm going to go number two, Idle, on top as my pick, but it doesn't matter. My pick doesn't matter. It's just trying to get Tiz a Magician home. Uh, will be the main goal on uh saturday in santa anita and I, I i can't wait i i'm really looking forward to watching it
0: yeah i mean how about that you got his magician obviously for for the the heart reasons um it's a nice little field and then king guillermo <laughs> hello yeah. king, king guillermo is back uh, after we, we finally saw him come back in uh in in december at aqueduct on the dirt now he's on the turf where he has one on the turf he broke his maiden on the turf at goes from park west so Who the hell knows, right? But he's back, so I agree. It's it's a fun race, Um, and of course, you're hoping that his magician go gate to wire. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of cool to see that this horse, you know, the way he won, and obviously I would love to have a camera on Magic at all times (laughs) of this race because that is, I I mean, to me, (laughs) he's, you talk about a passionate owner. That's him, right? Um, Yep. I'm going to go with, uh, let's see, let's go to... Let's go to the Kittens' Joy. That's the race I'm most excited to watch at Gulfstream Park on Saturday. Uh, the Gulfstream Park on Saturday. This is race number four, the Kittens' Joy. I'm most excited to watch this race because listen, Kentucky Pharaoh, a horse that Hollisterman picked last time out, and a horse that we, you know, obviously a, a son of American Pharaoh, but he matches up with the horse from uh, Todd Pletcher's bar, Never Surprised, and a horse that looks really good at two starts. So, to me, two really fast horses, two really good turf horses. I'm excited because I think these both could be legit horses—one for Sisterson, one for Todd Pletcher. I think it's a solid field, and I'm really interested to see, you know, which one's better.
2: Yeah, I am too. I, I I'm excited to see that as well. Right now, I'd love Kentucky Pharaoh to death, but right now, I'm leaning uh, number six, Never Surprise. That horse looked very good in two starts. So yeah, it's gonna be fun to watch this one. I I, I think uh, I think that's a really good pick. You know, when I saw Kentucky Pharaoh entered, I thought, hey that's gonna be my likely winner and then I, I started handicapping the race it's like yeah that's not gonna be my likely winner because never surprise is awfully good but yeah it'll be a really good race uh, that's I'm very excited for
0: that one yeah I don't know you know I I, I kind of thought the same thing' I was like well Kentucky Pharaoh is the horse you want to in this race but then you look at never surprised hasn't lost a race and kind of a typical pletcher progression type horse so I, I don't know this to me this horse has a lot uh, there's a lot in this horse uh, that I feel like could be really good never surprised that is and obviously we know what uh we know what kind of kentucky pharaoh is so um yeah i'm just most excited for this race i feel like these horses could be sort of legit contenders um mm-hmm. in, in the turf circuit as we move forward into the year all right let's go to by the way i'm picking never surprised in the race um let's go to our best value winner that's what everyone wants to hear best value winner uh, of the stakes action on saturday and sunday
2: Well, I think I think if you really want value this weekend, Sam Houston is the big place to go on Sunday. I think you could pick a best value out of almost all their stakes races, Uh, maybe other than than the big one, the ladies classic. But the rest of these are freaking wide open. A lot of them are on the turf. Uh, And that's man, that's where we've had a lot of success picking long shots, uh, you know, over the last, let's say, four or five months even is on this turf and i i went right to it the fifth race at sam houston on sunday the pulse power turf sprint at sam houston they're going five furlongs uh another uh magic horse number three Karatori. i i like Karatori here i i think this this race is gonna 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 suit him very well gets a little bit of a freshening after a tough race last time out at churchill downs in a grade two I think the $100,000 stakes level is right where he needs to be. I like the five furlongs. Um, I expect him to run well after getting that little bit of that break. And uh, two back, he beat Tiger Blood at Ellis Park. And Tiger Blood's my second choice in this race. So how could I not go with number three, Caratori, on top? So give me that all day at 8-1. to And, boy, Sam Houston, man, there's a lot. There's a lot to like about Sam Houston on Sunday.
0: Dude, I think there's, that race in particular feels like it could be a crapshoot, you know. I like mm-hmm. Mo Maverick a little bit at 5 to 1. I like, uh, I'll go to the outside, the 12-horse Kingpin at 12 to 1. Um, it just feels like that kind of race. It could be wide open. I mean, obviously, it's a sprint going five furlongs, like you say, at Sam Houston. So, um, we'll be tough. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the Kentucky Oaks preps on the weekend. And that's at, uh, let's go to Gulfstream Park. Let's take a Gulfstream Park for me. Uh, the forward gal. This is race nine on the card, and it is a Kentucky Oaks prep race at ten four two one for your top four finishers. And I think all the action is going to be on the. You know, and this is going to be interesting because I think you may have the most likely winner in this race, right? Which I think is fun. Uh, Zigel Z- and, uh, and Coach, you know, Coach Joy and Ladies Traveler. A lot of action going to be on that. But what about the competitive speed? The three horse at eight to one. I mean, this horse has done nothing wrong in the last three starts, and. Maybe just as this I, I feel like because it's like well it's obviously you don't have the the high you know the high names and and uh, you don't have Todd Fletcher, or you don't have Safi Joseph or Ryan Rad or whatever you're not going to get the action but competitive speed man this horse is looking she I mean she's been really really good at Gulfstream Park two for two at Gulfstream Park um, you know obviously going a little bit longer here but look at the last couple races I mean this horse is just flying loves this track I think she keeps getting better and I really like the way. Her number came back last time in that uh, glitter woman's uh, race at Goldstream Park. So at eight to one, I just feel like you're gonna, she's gonna be overlooked enough to where she's value.
2: Yeah, so I guess I'll just roll right into the to the uh, best bet for me, and I, I will comment on competitive speed here uh, in the forward gal and say that I I'm a little worried about the the stretch out in distance, and it could be because of Cinnabonny last weekend. But it's like oh, that seven furlongs will probably get her. So. I... I don't know i'm still a little gun shy plus you know it is a step up but these horses really aren't world beaters except maybe for the seven Zagel, who is going to be my uh, most likely winner uh on the two race cards or the two days uh, saturday and sunday uh listen i like that the horse won at seven furlongs at, on debut and won very very easily uh by over seven lengths in hand just looked really really good and it's kind of the theme same theme i should say as uh, the holy bull just taking that Pletcher horse off of a huge maiden win. That's what I'm going to do with number seven, Zajel. Uh, I'll be disappointed, just like Prime Factor. Uh, same same here with Zajel. I'll be disappointed if this horse doesn't run really, really well. Um, you know, maybe your three gets the job done and beats her, and, and then the seven gets second. It's like, well, the three was just better, but the seven, if the seven's not right there with a chance to win in the end uh, or, or, or actually do win in the end, I, I'll be shocked. I really like the seven in that spot
0: yeah man that's uh i it's it's funny that it's kind of it shows you how the kind of the race it like how you can look at a race like whereas i have the most value and you uh have your most likely winner in the same yep. race and 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 listen i, I really like that the horse like that horse should run really well like i'm looking for value in a sense this horse will be overlooked and doesn't deserve to be eight to one so i mean it, let's be clear like if if the horse number three competitive speed gets bet down to like three to one then the value's gone, right? So it's like you got You got to kind of if if you get somewhere around the six, seven, eight to one, then there's value. But if it, if you're sitting there between eight to five and and four to one, give me the seven, right? You know, because I, I just feel like there there's there's no there's not enough value with the three. So like I want to make sure I preface that um, it's all about the odds. I'm not just say like I that's my pick because of the value at eight to one, but it doesn't mean it's gonna stay the same. Um, come post time, all right. Let's go to, uh-oh, this is scary. Let's go to Oaklawn. Uh, I've got two Oaks races in my uh, in my uh, uh, races here that I'm talking about. Most likely winner. Let's go to the Martha Washington. Number three coach for Brad Cox. So that's a little bit of a bold take because I don't know. I mean, there's obviously going to be, I think, shorter prices um, in the two days. But listen, I mean you're looking for you know brad cox obviously can't be a uh, it's the way he's training uh can't be a hotter trainer right now and you've got a horse like coach who last time out finished his third to in the golden rod to travel Column, the horse that looked unbelievable in that race and you know prior to that hadn't lost and hadn't gotten close to losing really And, and really ran an improved race in the golden rod just got beat by a little bit better horses but listen there's not any travel columns in this race so You know, coach coming to to, you know making uh, uh, her uh, debut here, her three-year-old debut for Brad Cox. Get Flo to ride. I think she's going to be really, really tough to beat. I'm not saying like she's like you know like going to be like a legit Kentucky Oaks um, contender, but I definitely think coach for Brad Cox is going to be tough to beat.
2: Yeah, I looked at this race a lot and because of Coach, uh, you know, kind of thinking maybe the the same thing. The only thing I'm a little bit scared of, uh, the one Joy's Rocket is pretty good as well. Uh, coming off uh, a couple of wins uh, up down at the, our Keemlin and then the last one at the Fairgrounds. Yep. Uh, stretch out in distance I don't really think will hurt because it's a mile at Oaklawn and it has early speed, which you need at Oaklawn going a mile as well, so that's why I, I kind of shied away. I think it's a two-horse race, so between the one and the three, so I, I definitely don't hate it. Um, the three, you know, yes travel column won that race but coach was not embarrassed in that one so um right i I like it i like it and we we know we know a character at oakland called coach so (laughs) i i always envision that this this uh horse is named after the uh, character we know down in oakland i know we don't know his name none of none of our friends know his name he just says call me coach so um hopefully he's listening (laughs) hopefully
0: hopefully coach has got some action on coach on on uh, on Saturday,
2: <laughs> I, I do know because we haven't been to Oakland in so long. Coach is kind of old. I, I I do know that Coach is still alive and kicking, and he's he's hanging around Oakland a lot from the from the reports I
0: have from our local friends down there. So well, that's good. Coach
2: is still around, so that's good.
0: That's good. I mean, I, cause honestly, you never know, right? <laughs> yep. You no, know, you don't. You, don't. <laughs> uh, you know, I I honestly was trying to decide on, and both of them were on the same card at, at Oakland for my most likely winner, between Franks Rocket later on in the card. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of making her uh, four-year-old debut uh, for, uh, for Bill Mott or coach for Brad Cox there in the, this race. So, I, honestly, I like both of them. You, just, you know, Br- Franks Rocket was so bad in the Breeders' Cup that you just kind of wonder, how is she, you know, how is she going to return, you know? And, and I know that she's been very tough uh she you know she hit rattled off what is it four i think four in a row last year but how's she gonna return so i needed one more from her whereas coach i felt like a little more confidence and obviously it helps when you have brad cox right like i just <laughs> kind of feel like he knows a thing or two so you,
2: you talk about frank's raquette the horse that scares me there is amy's challenge because amy's challenge really loves oakland coming off a big effort mm-hmm. uh on the same day where where frank's raquette sucked but i mean obviously much easier race for amy's challenge maybe that's the race frank's raquette should have been in but anyway um yeah i I think that horse scared me a little bit too but i I thought about frank's raquette uh you know so but uh, amy's challenge man at oakland especially early she's usually pretty tough
0: yeah, I agree. Amy's Challenge is what scared me there, that not to make it my most likely winner, just because, yeah, like you say, yeah, at Oakland, she's you know, got three wins and eight starts. And at the distance, she's got five wins and eight starts. So she's obviously a very classy horse um, at Oakland Park. All right. Any final thoughts on the, uh, on, the, on the two day, you know, Saturday, Sunday action going on across the country?
2: Yeah, I think in the I think in the two uh, Derby preps, don't don't try to single, don't try to go short. I would go three deep in the Holy Bull, f- four or five deep in the in the Robert B. Lewis. I think they're I think they're wide open. Uh, you know, even that race at Gulfstream, there's not a lot of heavy hitters in there. But if, if Prime Factor isn't the real deal, ooh, that thing could really open up. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Try to find your singles outside of the Derby preps would be my main advice going into this weekend. Um, listen enjoy it once again i said it last week it's like you know have a great time this weekend uh, with the pegasus and this is the same thing you've got so much good racing all across the country so it's gonna be a lot of fun uh
0: i'll pull a ro- i'll pull a ricky's rocket rocket hour um and what is this what does he say in three words or less <laughs> um g- give me um i learned a lot while watching um ex- give like what's what's the analysis on Saturday night? Like, after we after these preps have ran, what's, like, are we saying legit contender? Or are we saying, well, that sucked? You know, give me give me your... What, what are you expecting a, after these two derby preps run? <laughs> three words or less. Um... Yeah, you got... I'm going to ask you to talk... But I want to know your opinion. But in a second, I want to know your opinion. So after I start get, get done talking, I want to hear what you're going to say. But in three words or less, I want you to say something because I want to be done talking here shortly. And when I'm done talking... I want you to tell me what you think in three words or less. Are you ready?
2: Watch the rockets. <laughs> that's what, that's watch the rockets, man. You just, you just need to watch the rockets. Listen, no I'm not gonna I'm not going to, I can't. I think we're going to learn a lot this weekend. That, that's not three words, but that's. How about learned week. a lot? Learned a lot. Learned a lot. Yeah, I think we will because it's just, I don't know how we can't with the horses that are mixed into these two races it's going to tell us a lot
0: yeah i'll say i'll say uh i'll say legit legit i'll just keep it one word legit and i don't know which race it's going to be um you know my my gut says it's going to be the the in the holy bull with with prime factor um but it could be hot rod charlie it could be medina spirit you know i don't but i feel like one of these horses is going to perform like you said there's such a mixed bag you feel like one of them is going to perform enough to be like, that horse is legit. Like, that horse is going to be someone that's going to be top five. Um, so, yeah, legit. So, I think we both are on the same page saying it's, we're going to see something this weekend, something that's wor- you know, wor- notable for the Kentucky Derby trail. So, uh, stay tuned. And uh, that wraps up Rapid Fire. <laughs> so, I'll tell you, I have checked out racingdudes.com for our free picks, and our premium selections, and our handcuff products page. Go to the products link at the main menu at racingdudes.com to learn more. You're going to check out the site here in the coming days. The new website is about to launch. You're going to love it. Um, can't wait to release it. We've been working on it. Literally, I feel like it's been four months now. So uh, I'm excited to launch that here in the coming week or so. Uh, so stay tuned for that. RaceDudes.com is your destination site for all free horse racing picks and information. For all major tracks for in the United States, including Charlestown. That's right. Your boys are playing Charlestown right now. Uh, we got them all. We're on Twitter at dudes Instagram and Facebook. List us on SoundCloud itunes google play music stitcher even website at racenews.com remember to check out the magic Mike show uh they just previewed earlier today they previewed their picks for sunday's all stakes late pick four sequence of sam houston so we talked a little bit of sam houston earlier if you want to really get into sam houston go check out the magic Mike show right now of course ricky rockets uh the rocket hour coming up uh what are you guys doing tomorrow is that the last day right you do friday
2: yeah, we'll do Friday. We'll be at Oakland Park. Uh boy, Ricky has just missed the pick five or the pick four. I mean by a nose, uh twice. Jared, the last race at uh, Gulfstream Park today. He's alive to the four and the eight. Oh. And in the eleven, I mean, I don't know how the eleven noses out the eight. So that, that was just he had the awful. eight, too. So,
0: That's brutal.
2: Yeah, Ricky'll be fired up uh tomorrow for and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, uh
0: you know what happened. In- yesterday so but yeah i'll call him tomorrow um let's see what else oh uh we have been i wanted to kind of bring this down to the podcast and you know if you listen if you you know comment or message us but you know us kind of getting into tournaments and obviously samich is a big tournament player you know if, if we we've talked about really expanding our coverage on the website to tournaments whether it be on articles whether it be on things like this live streams um, maybe us doing contests together and kind of talking throughout the, the contest, whatever it is. If you guys are interested in that in tournaments, you know, let us know because we would love to kind of get more into that. Uh, we just don't know kind of what the interest is. You know, if, if you know, we don't want to sit here and ramble about our, our uh, tournament teams or, or tournament you know, you know entries if you guys don't care. So, uh, but it's something we've been talking about on the website. So make sure to let us know if you are. If there is interest there. Um, all right. We talked a little bit about it on the opening the Chiefs, just full domination, full domination of the Buffalo Bills. I mean, I was you and I watched. You got to watch it together at your house. Chiefs start off uh, in a hole like normal, right? Um, and yep. and then go off and, and I think it was a thirty-eight to six or something like that run that they did uh, against the Bills. So just full domination.
2: I, I, at this point, it's like, okay, will they be challenged? Who can who can do it? You know, like it's. That game, even when it was 9 to nothing, it's like, okay, all they got to do is just, like, score once. Because you could tell they they were better, even when they were getting beat. And honestly, I, I found that game to be almost boring at times. Because it's just like, this, this isn't a matchup. This is like watching, like, Michael Jordan play, like, his kid brother, you know, on one-on-one. It's like, right. even if it gets close, you know at any time they can just turn it on and blow him out. And that's exactly what they did. Uh... Yeah, I, I'm waiting for somebody to challenge them. The Browns game would have been just like the Bills game if if Mahomes would have stayed healthy the whole game. So I don't know. Is it Tampa? I don't. I don't really think so. But I guess we'll see, right?
0: I I, I sent you a stat earlier uh, this week, and it's, it's so insane, right? Like so since yep. since Mahomes threw that second pick in the Super Bowl last year, right? Since he threw that second pick in the Super Bowl last year, the Chiefs have had 19 drives in the playoffs with Mahomes on the field. In those 19 drives, they've had 10 touchdowns, five field goals, three nils, and one punt. And we witnessed the punt, the one punt together. Yeah. That's and it. The, the
2: one punt was a touchdown.
0: It was a drop touchdown, yes. Yeah. Um. That's it. I mean... It's just insane that what they when Mahomes is on the field they you just can't stop him and it doesn't matter <laughs> you they pick you pick your weapon. Um, listen, I, I I was nervous. You got I got quickly unnervous during that game because you could just tell like you say there's toying with them. Um, yeah. The defense has to be spoken about because they played lights out. They really put the pressure on Allen and and. Uh, Listen, I mean, I think Josh Allen's going to be a great quarterback, but uh, that wasn't his night. They make him, they forced him into some bad throws. Um, so let's move forward. Obviously, let's talk a little bit about. We'll talk about the Super Bowl matchup. We can talk about that next week, I guess. But uh, we both, I think we both liked Green Bay, right? We, I I, I, th- yeah. I, I didn't think Green Bay could lose that game, and yet they did. And and just there's obviously been a ton of talk in the last couple days about whether it should have gone for a fourth down, which they should have. Um, if, you know, if Rogers is leaving, um, who, who, you know, whose call was it to not go for, for go for it on fourth down? He, Rogers says, well, if I wouldn't know we were going to go for it on fourth down, I would have picked a different play on third down. Um, there's so much bullshit out there. Like what, where are you kind of, where have you landed on this? I mean, cause that was a, Kind of a weird game. Like it felt for a second like Green Bay was uh, coming back, and then they could never make break through. I feel like Rodgers had every opportunity to win that game. He just couldn't.
2: People focus on the fourth down, go for it, not go for it, and the flag that gave the uh, gave Tampa Bay the first down in the game. All you know, it, it's the wrong things to focus on. The Green Bay Packers played like complete shit in this game. They give up a, a touchdown, 40-yard 40 yard, forty yard touchdown pass to end the half, and then they come out and fumble to start the second half, get in a hole, come all the way back. They turn over Brady three times. Aaron Rodgers has multiple chances still, even after all the blunders, to mm-hmm. take the team down the field and take the lead. They don't do it. There's a 100 reasons they lost this game that they don't have anything to do with, well, they didn't go for it on fourth down or there was a phantom penalty. They, The Packers should be shot. They blew this game. And when you get in close games, it comes down to sometimes to small decisions or a penalty here or there or that, that, that decide the outcome. But the reason the outcome was decided by those kind of things squarely lies on the shoulders of the Green Bay Packers. They blew it. They should be shot. They have I mean, They are a better team than Tampa. They just got their ass beat in this game because of stupidity on their side. Can you imagine giving up a 40-yard touchdown pass at the end of a half? There's no timeouts. There's eight seconds on the clock, and you let somebody get behind you. And not only are they behind you, they are a couple steps behind you. It was not an incredible play. I know. It was just a go route, and Brady just hit a wide-open guy, which he's going to do. They that To me, that was where the game really pivoted towards Tampa.
0: Yeah, I mean, that. yeah, because all the momentum shifted right there. I mean, because they were going to punt. And then they called timeout, and they're like, well, let's go for it on fourth down real quick, you know, see if we can, and then they throw that, you know. It's just like it almost conceded the half, and then it turned into seven points. Um, and that really changed, like you say, then the fumble in the second half, and it just, yeah, it just snowballed. And, like, they're kept... You and I were watching it together, and it just kept, like, it's like, all right, Green Bay is going to get back in this, and then they'd punt. Yep. Green Bay's going to get back in it. Oh, Brady threw a bad pick. Green Bay's going to get in it. They punt. And it's just like, like you say, like, I get it. Like, yeah, they probably should have gone for it on fourth down. Rodgers Rogers, should have ran for it on third down. He probably would have scored. Like, there's a lot of should have's that don't just equate to that fourth, going for it on fourth down or not. I, I feel like a lot of blame yep. goes on, um... Goes on Rogers as well, um, you know. Listen, I, and listen, I, I don't know. Like you tell me, like, um, like there's a there's a lot to be said about a leader on a team, and like, you know, when, when, like when Mah- Mahomes is always like in guys' faces, and you know, like, we got this. It's a big game. Like you know, continue. Like well, I'm gonna go back to you. Like don't worry about it. Come on. And Aaron Rodgers he's a great talent don't get me wrong but like he just kind of goes to the sideline and, and is by himself and then goes back out and does it like he doesn't i feel like he like there's a like tom brady has as many nfc championships as aaron Rodgers does you know what i mean like it just he's an yeah. unbelievable player but i feel like he is a he's not a great leader and and that kind of you saw a leader on the field and he didn't see yeah. one, and that was Tom Brady, and that was Aaron Rodgers, right? And then Tom Brady's going to the Super Bowl. He's a prick. Let's uh, let's call a spade a
2: spade. Aaron Rodgers is not a very good guy. I mean, that's all there is to it, you know. If if Pat Mahomes loses a heartbreaking game one day, surely he will one day. You're not going <laughs> to see him act like that in the press conference. You're not going to see him questioning the coaching staff. You're not going to see him act like a big baby. A and, and, you know, I, Aaron Rodgers is not a very likeable guy, period. I think he's a hell of a quarterback. I don't necessarily blame him for, for the loss. I don't. Uh, they, they had a lot of other problems that weren't him. But he also didn't go out and win the game for him either. <laughs> and that's a fact. And that's all there is to it. And you're right. Tom Brady's played one year in the NFC. He has just as many NFC championships games. And I, I, I'm not like a lot of people and look at, quarterback as the the biggest stat for a quarterback is a win and loss I think you win you win and lose games with all 22 guys 11 defense 11 offense uh, you know I, I think I think the quarterbacks get way too much blame uh you know for for a game that's lost but at the same time he's been at Green Bay a lot of years they've had a lot of pretty good teams and to only get to one Super Bowl ain't good
0: I know it's kind of it like, ain't good. it's kind of like dude like what's what's the common denominator here right you know like
2: they've been through coaches now they've went through a lot of players he's one of the best he's a Hall of Fame quarterback one Super Bowl I mean and that's fine I mean that's hey that's it's hard to win a Super Bowl right but they've blown a lot of chances let's say he wins but- he won the one Super Bowl right and then they are not in the playoffs for six years Cause they're just not very good. Okay. That's one thing, but you constantly are in the playoffs and losing. I mean, to me, you kind of got to look at the quarterback and, and, and listen, if they don't have him, they're not any good, but at the same time, you got to win one of these games. And that was a game where they made where his team made a ton of mistakes, but they were right there for him to go win it. Here's one for you. Yeah. They should have went for it on fourth down. Why could they not get the ball? Why couldn't they get a yard first, second, and third down? Yeah. Right? Second down, it looks like he's gonna run, could have got yards. Third down, looks like he's gonna run, could have got yards. I don't think he scores either time. But then if you're fourth and goal from the two or the three, it's a lot
0: different. Pretty easy yeah. decision. And even if he so, and even if he runs for it on third down and gets tackled at the two or something, it's like, well, fourth down on two, like you go for it, right?
2: Yeah, listen, and he can cry baby around all he wants and blame the coach, but you had three downs to get it a little bit closer to make that decision easier, and you didn't do it either. So a lot of it's on him Mm -hmm. uh, for for being in that position, a fourth and goal from the nine instead of the two or the three. So I don't, you know, I I didn't like his attitude one
0: bit after that game. Do you realize, like, do you remember, like, just out of the top of your, like, do you remember what year it was when Green Bay won the Super Bowl? No, I don't. It was 2011. It was, I mean, and at that time... You you would have thought it was, it was February six two thousand eleven, so it's two thousand ten season. But you you would have thought like oh Aaron Rodgers he might win three or four you know like yep. this guy like look at the and he's and like you say he's this it hasn't happened you know and and there's something to be said I don't know if it's like as he's kind of become like because like, he I mean he's a legit you know like top one of the top quarterbacks to ever play in terms of talent there's no doubt about it but. As a leader, he's awful, and 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 it and it seems like it because there's no way this team should have lost to Tampa Bay, and they did because no. they have Tom Brady. Which speaking of Tom Brady, I mean it just. <laughs> we'll, and we'll talk about we'll, we'll give our picks for the to Super Bowl next week and and whatnot. You know who I'm gonna pick, but it's like, yeah. me too. <laughs> the the fact that Tom Brady is is well, how whatever he's 43 or whatever he is. We've all these years—55 years, 54 years—we've not had a, a Super Bowl at a home stadium, and here comes Tom Brady, and I guess he gets it done on the NFC side of things. Just unbelievable! Like, it, like I—I I know a lot. There's a lot of Tom Brady haters. I'm not one of them. I really like Tom Brady, and the fact that he's been able to to do this um with tampa bay i mean i know they they were a good team but it like what they win last year i don't i mean i don't know the top of my head but i feel like it wasn't like eight games or something
2: no they're not a good team they were not a good team before he got there and the fact that they, that they're there it speaks volumes for him um so i mean tampa but you look at the history of tampa bay buccaneer football it's pretty bad yeah they did win one super bowl but past that it's pretty horrible so right yeah, he's, he's unreal. And, and listen, if you hate the guy, it's just because you're a hater. There, there's really no reason to. So, um, yeah, he's back. Um, a lot of people are going to be rooting against him. A lot of people are going to be rooting for the Chiefs. And uh, listen, I think Ricky said it best. It's baby goat versus mature goat. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, I, and he said, I'd rather be baby goat at this point. So,
0: Well, it's um, it's, it's, it's awesome because I think mean, everyone was kind of hoping maybe Aaron Rodgers versus Mahomes. But now you get, like you say the goat versus baby goat and that's kind of yeah. that's kind of fun too maybe this could be the official kind of changing of the guard so to speak you know um we'll see you know they, they, they've had some good matchups in the past and um i think we're gonna see another good one in the super bowl so all right yep. uh any last thoughts we done
2: i'm done yeah i think i've given all i've i've, I've i can i can give here i'm, I'm done
0: <laughs> all right let's hit. we get let's get this race done here uh, come on three
2: Three's moving, but not gonna get there. The two might. Come on, nine. Get to the wire. Get to the wire. Get to the wire. All right. It. Nine two. You just three gave me a thrill for a second.
0: That's all. All my all my picks tonight have given me a thrill. All you all your all your winners are chalk. You're gonna get beat at the end.
2: Well, maybe, but it's Charleston. You gotta pick your spots to play against chalk because a lot of these horses don't really want to be out there. <laughs>
0: all right. Well. I'm Jared Welch, uh, he's Aaron Halterman. Good luck
1: with the game. Racing dudes.com for all of your needs. Racing dudes.com for all of your leads. Racing dudes.com for all of your bets. Racing dudes.com is good as it gets. Racing dudes.com for all of your needs. Racing dudes.com for all of your leads. Racing dudes.com for all of your bets. Racing dudes.com is good as it gets.
2: <laughs> Prime Factor.
1: Wow.